and welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Hopefully punctuated without the noise from Matt's phone. Oh, don't run on. Why? You're always running on about stuff. It's as if it's always my fault for things, even sometimes when it might actually be. Well, it is your fault. <laughs> it's not a blame culture. Well, it is. Have you have you sinned the world? No, that's very true. I think I'm just I'm going to scooch down the other end of my desk. I could have done it between episodes, I suppose, but that would have been professional. Uh, 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 uh. Is this thing on? Can you still hear me? Yes. Oh, good. Let me just untangle that, put that sort of there, point it in my general mouth. There we go. Right. I can get on with the Crusaders now. Okay, well, I've, I've painted the uh, the flesh on my... Um, Entry for the Dragon Rampant painting competition. And now I need to decide on. Well, I need to look up uh, a colour scheme online. Because I can't remember what his colours are. I think that they're all black. But... Yeah, I'll just stab myself in the finger with a standing knife blade. What did you do that for? Is it bleeding badly? No, it didn't actually penetrate. That's because you have the epidermis of a rhinoceros. Yeah, my skin's quite thick as well. <laughs> so, today... Yeah, you, you put them up there. What's he... Wa- knock them out of the park. Well, sorry, I was muttering under my breath. Oh, yeah, you didn't really knock it out of the park, did you? Oh, I've, well, just, well, I've just found some gangsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got that to do as well. Well, that's a convenient segue into what we're going to talk about. I know. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, not bad. Um, So, yes. So, today's episode is one of those episodes that we really should have learned by now not to do. Um, Because we never stick to what we say. But it is the Summer Plans episode. Yeah, what Mike and Matt did. Or Not. plan to do during the summer, and then at the end of the summer, make excuses why we didn't do the things that we said we were going to do. Yeah, basically that's it. Um, but we can talk about what our summer plans are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, given it's the middle of July, there's not a massive amount of summer left. Well, it's there's still some. Kids aren't even broken up from school yet. Well, that's true. That's true. We've got six weeks of the summer holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, though I'm not taking painting stuff with me when I go on holiday. Are you not? What? To the Floridas? No. But I did think, because I suffer horrendously from, like, reverse jet lag and will be awake at, like, two in the morning every day, mm-hmm. I did think that I might um, work on the Monster Smash rules while I was away. Okay. Um, you can't count that as a as a Fool's Day Weekly Hobby place. Why? Because I've just made an arbitrary rule decision that that doesn't sound very fair. Why? Because then I can't beat you. And the competition, that doesn't matter? Well, it's not a competition, is it? Well, not while you're winning. Not while I'm winning, okay. So life isn't a competition then? Certainly not. <laughs> well, if it is, it's one I don't really understand the rules. 
And even if you did, you'd understand the rules you'd still be doing very badly at. Actually, that's yeah. not... No, actually, that's not true at the moment. No, I have to admit, life is all right at the moment in the grand scheme of things. I shouldn't complain. Hot girlfriend? Oh, yes. Uh, fiancé. Sorry, fiancé. Um, new job? Lazy-ass job. That means I get to sit around and paint toy soldiers quite a lot while working. Ah, oh, the joys of conference calls. Um, uh, fiancé, new job? Uh, yes. Starts in September. Um, thinking about a new house? Yes. So, you know, all Not in too- all... Compared to some people, I've got nothing to complain about. No. Not that I'd ever complain anyway, because that's not the kind of guy I am. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't like to moan. How hot is it? It's a million degrees, honestly. it's I'm sweating like a wrong end. But you're not complaining? No, merely an observation. Cool. Oh, win it. Someone did say that we should start a weather channel. Can't remember who it was now. I think it was that Pete Shepherd bloke, actually. Might might well have been. He's he's a wise and yet bald man. He is. He is. I like him a lot. Um, right. So yes, summer plans. Mhm. Oh. oh, sitting on a leather seat in this heat is not good. I mean, I've got clothes on, but my shirt has ridden up a little bit. What are your plans for the summer then, darling? Um, I don't know completely. Oh, this is going to be a brilliant episode. No, it, no, it is because we can. I mean, it'll be as brilliant as they always are. Bobs. Um. No, I've been. I'm looking at stuff and thinking about what I'm going to work on. Something that's something that came up last week um, with what we were doing with last week's Fool's Daily um, Weekly Hobby Pledge is that the I, work of a genius that someone came up with. Yes, mate. Mentioning no names, it was me. It's excellent, mate. Do <laughs> I have to do I have to say it's excellent every time? Yes. It's the rules. Okay, fair no points for it, though. Okay. Um, something that came up last week, because one of the things that I set myself was to paint a unit of barbarians. Now, mm-hmm. it's only 12 models. They were half-painted already. But following on from painting the um, the Frostlings the week before, towards the end of the week, I was mm-hmm. going, more painting. Oh, more painting. I don't want to be painting these. So, I need to be careful about saying I'm going to paint, you know, all the barbarians. Because mm-hmm. I won't. I won't. I will, you know, I'd set that as a goal and then it wouldn't happen because I would get bored with it. Yeah. And it's like doing, um, you know, making some more MDF buildings and things. Yeah. So, I have to, I have to be realistic in that. 
I can only do things in relatively short bursts because I have the attention span of a gnat. And I'll get bored yes. with it. Now, I, yeah. can go, I can go back to it, you mm-hmm. know, a couple, of, a couple of weeks later, but I can't just, I can't do what a lot of people can do and just sit and paint the same thing over and over again. Because um, I'll just go mad. It's why, you know, Malifaux crews and things like, I'm doing a chibi Malifaux crew. Um, mm. And it progresses very, very slowly. It's like, it's why Thor took three years to paint. Not three years, two years to paint. Yeah. For a single figure, because it gets so far and then go, yeah. Or to paint that. Now, I need to do something else. Yeah. So, I have some broad goals mm-hmm. um, to carry on with. Um, the number one broad goal is to carry on with the barbarians, because I am really happy with how they are coming along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to sit down and go, you know, when I'm setting my weekly hobby goals, I'm not going to sit down and go, right, I'm going to paint this unit this week. It's all going to be much more, I'm going to progress, you know, this is the unit of the week that I am going to progress. Yeah. Um, And the only unit that I'm probably likely to finish is... um, the unit of Thruds that I'm painting at the moment because that's for the Dragon Rampant painting competition. So there is a hard deadline for those. Plus they have to be painted to, you know, the best of my ability because they're for a competition. Yeah, it's a painting competition. So I can't take take shortcuts and stuff on them. Yeah. Uh, Fortunately... which is something you struggle to do anyway. It is something that I struggle we're on it. Yeah, it is something that I struggle to do with anyway. Though on the unit barbarians that I was painting last week, there are bits that, you know, I'm thinking, could have taken a bit more care on that when I've just, you know, blobbed colour on. Uh, now, the advantage of painting the threads is that 99% of them is flesh. <laughs> Um, so in the process of recording the last show, I got the base coats on all of them because, nice. uh, you know, it's flesh and a large, a large brush and watered down flesh, uh, has I'll good, co- has, has good coverage. Yeah. Um, you know, there are only four or five different colors, but there's a lot of muscle to paint. So rather than my normal three or four layers, I might do, end up doing five or six, shading yeah. them back up again. So that's, that's one thing. So progressing the, um, that army, and that's the army that I've got out on my table. It's the models that I've got out on my table. And I keep adding little units to it. Yeah, because uh, you picked up this rather nice... Um, ogre figures. Yeah. So, when Matt and I went to um, Warhammer World a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had, on the way back, we were discussing our, what we were going to do and stuff, and I was saying that I wanted some trolls. Um, but I wanted uh, Norse, you know, Norse-style trolls. Um, and my daughter piped up from the back that I could get some troll dolls, you know, the ones with the hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I was driving, so I couldn't slap her. 
as she deserved. And in fairness, it was not the rudest thing she said all day either. It wasn't. It wasn't. She was disgusting. I don't know. Her parents are terrible. I do blame the parents. I blame the mother personally. Yeah, I'd like to take her in hand and put her across my knee. Give her a damn good slapping. Right, I should clip that. I should clip that out and play it at your wedding. Excellent. Um. So, what is that? That's some motorbikey quad type thing. There's farmers and stuff here. It's the countryside, but. So, um, I talked about Norse trolls, and then someone reminded me that in the Blood Rage game, there were a couple of troll figures. And so I went and looked at them, and I went, oh, no, they're perfect. But I need at least another one for um, uh, to make a unit in Dragon Rampant. Uh, you know, to make it worthwhile. Yeah. And so I was thinking, and that's remembered that Paul Bonner had done a Kickstarter for some of trolls of that, you know, that design, big nose type thing. And so I was searching for Paul Bonner troll on eBay, and none of this Kickstarter ever comes up. But some some models came up for Paul Bonner troll, which were um, from the Paul Bonner guest box that he did for um, Zombicide Black Plague, which I had. I'd forgotten that I had. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that I had the model, but there you go. Um, so I went and I searched and I found the model. So I found the trolls. But then I keep adding other bits. I said to you, I want. I'm still looking for an ice dragon, mm-hmm. or or a worm type thing. Not necessarily a winged. Not necessarily a, a lizardy type dragon. Yeah. Um, a great worm with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your Reaper Bones stuff to come yet, haven't you? Yes, got Reaper Bones stuff to, still to come, so there'll be bits in there. Um, but then I saw today these um, models, the Jontar from Macrocosm, which are big ogre type things. They're on 50 mil bases, they're lovely. Mm. Um, and so they're doing a pre release deal of them, so. I bought those, so they'll make a nice unit as well. So I keep adding little units and, yeah. you know, monsters and stuff as I see them uh, into the army. So that will, but that will keep progressing and I'll keep painting things. So there's certain individual models that I want to paint. There's, I've got a Fenrir that I would really like to, to sit down and paint. Yeah, that's a really nice model. But I'm not going to commit to painting the whole thing. Basically, no. So they're going to pro- they're going to progress. And the other thing that I've got is the, from a painting point of view, is the forty k stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and your brilliant idea. Another brilliant idea. I know. I'm very worried about you. I think you're probably going to have a stroke. Well, I had one today. Obviously, working from home, you gives you plenty of time for that sort of thing. Yeah, but you didn't need that long, did you? Oh, no, I was a good boy. I've got both minutes. <laughs> so, um, so I've got some Inquisitor stuff to paint and things. I'd like to do some test models for that over the summer. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's, it's all lovely because then there'll be something else that comes along and then I'll want to paint that. Um, there'll be new shiny. Inevitably. Yeah, you know, Gen Con's yeah. coming up, so there'll be new shiny being released and um, that sort of thing. It's the annual Malifaux uh, selling thing, so there's bound to be the odd model in there that I want. Yeah. Um, the new uh, limited edition, for instance. Yes, which is the pictures of which have been released today. Yes. The new Nightmare Edition Hamlin box, which is basically a crazy cat lady. So where you had Hamlin and rats, now you've got crazy cat lady and cats. Yes. I think it's a very clever concept. Um, it's... I, I really like it as a as a as an idea, but, and actually, the artwork is really good as well. So if if the models play out in line with the artwork, which in fairness to weird they normally do, um, I think it'll be a great release. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to buy one. I mean, not for use not for use in Malifaux. Um, I couldn't play the Hamlin play style, but um, I've got some ideas for other. Uh, games that it'll fit, that whole crazy cat lady will fit in. Um, yeah. Well, we should make an. Aw- I mean, it'll make an awesome um, seven TV crew. Oh, definitely. You know the the crazy cat lady crime boss. Hmm. Um, and loads of those Victorian, you know, Victorian steampunk games in Her Majesty's Name and Infamy. You know, all those sorts of rules um, that I. Could like to collect figures for all the twisted figures and things that I've got. You know, they will all fit. Yeah. She'll fit very nicely into all of those. Um, yeah. Maybe get, maybe, f- I'm sure someone made a Baba Yaga hut. Yes, I believe so. Um, she looks quite Baba Yaga to me. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit, a little bit of, um, uh, spirited away witch in her, I think in her face. Yeah. So, but anyway, so, you know, that'll be new shiny that will come in. But that, that's sort of my, my paint, my painting plans. But then I've got, um, my, other, the other big thing that I want to work on over the summer is, um, stuff for Ascension. Yeah. Um, what, scenery wise or? Yeah, scenery wise. Getting, um, you know, the locations in place and just expanding out that post-apocalyptic vibe. Yeah. Um, not necessarily laser cut stuff. Um, I picked up some telegraph poles. Not the most, not the most exciting thing you would think. Um, uh, from Plasticville. So they're O gauge. I mean, it's all designed for railways. They're O gauge yeah, railway. O gauge stuff. Wearaway stuff. And I just want to set them up. And it was interesting. We were watching Monsters the other day. Yeah. Um, which I'd seen before, which I'd seen before. Um, but I'd obviously fallen asleep during it because there were bits that I didn't remember. <laughs> and there's a scene towards the end of that where they're walking down a highway. And there's nothing else around, mm-hmm. but every so often there is a telegraph pole. 
So it looks completely post. Yeah. It's completely post-apocalyptic, but there are these telegraph panels, and they just make an excellent piece of iconic scenery. Along, you know, alongside the road, you can have the odd one broken. You can have the cables dangling down, and yeah, and and to me, it's all part of the. We've spoken about it many, many episodes ago, around the balance between wanting to play a game because it's a really good game and enjoying the game for what it is, wanting to play a game that you've got really nicely painted figures and really nice scenery, and ideally you want to fit somewhere in that part of the Venn diagram where those two circles meet and have a really good rule set but have really nice terrain and figures. And, you know, it is, to me, it's the little details like telegraph poles and you know, the street furniture and the responses that can really elevate a game from something that's nice to something that's a little bit special. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so I'm going to work, I'm going to work on that and I've got, I would like to paint some terrain. Mm -hmm. I've got some, some really nice post-apocalyptic pieces that I've picked up over the years. Um, that crash flying saucer piece. Yeah. Um, I would like to paint some of those or start painting some of those just mm -hmm. because I don't paint that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get overly excited by Reaper's Bones and Massive Darkness. Um, and that's a game that I'm looking forward to massively, right? <laughs> massively. Um, <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah, completely accidentally. Um, I'm looking really looking forward to that arriving. Because I'm a sucker for dungeon crawls, and you'd forgotten you don't. And I'd forgotten, backed it. I'd forgotten that I backed it. There's all there's a ton of awesome. Even if it's rubbish, there's a ton of awesome miniatures in it. But the gameplay looks really good. Um, mm -hmm. and I know I I like playing dungeon crawls. I really do. So well, it's been, it's been a bit one of the holy grails, much like when we've been hunting for the the perfect set of sci-fi rules. Yeah. Dungeon, dungeon Crawls was always another one that was like, it would be really good to find a set of Dungeon Crawl rules that just work. Yeah, and I did find one that was pretty decent um, in the um, Shadows of Brimstone set. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, fan it wasn't fantasy, but it was still a good set of rules. Um, it was just the fact that they still haven't shipped the rest of the stuff. Like four it's years almost ago. like They've ripped people off. Like four years later. Um, it's all right. I've sold mine, so yeah, I no longer I no longer own it. And when that stuff comes in, it will just go out to the person who bought it from me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so so that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. Plus, getting a load of games in. I really want to. I really want to get some gaming in. Get, yeah. my, get my gaming table converted so that it uh, turns into a 6x4 um, instead of the 4x4 that it is at the moment. And um, just get ga get some gaming in. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the other benefit of my new job. It means we should be able to play a lot more regularly. But I, did, I, I mean, I've started on the terrain stuff. I made, I've, I've made some um, bio sludge, chemical hazard type tanks. 
Yeah, they looked cool. Um, using Coke cans to make the tanks and just doing a surround. And you want different size ones, of course, being a fussy git. I'm not being fussy. I just thought that if we use the Red Bull-shaped can for wanting to scale the circles down, it just would give another variety of of thing. I'm yeah. just being helpful. Yeah. Red Bull and um, beer cans as well. Because obviously they're longer. Yeah. Yeah, but although the same um, diameter, I'm guessing, as a Coke can. I think they probably are the same diameter, but you get that extra length so you'd have a longer fighting platform and stuff. Yeah. Because everyone wants a bit of extra length. Why is that gone like that? I'm not sure Ron Jeremy wants extra length. No, probably not. There will be kids that won't even know who Ron Jeremy is. Yeah, well, just because you're old doesn't mean that you weren't a superstar. He was, certainly. You know, anyone who can cross over from that industry into the mainstream has got something going for him. He and certainly he was, did have something. <laughs> yeah, and he was short and ugly and fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How a man that basically looked like Danny DeVito's ugly brother managed to make it, well, <laughs> big in that industry. Genetics. He yeah, he had something going for him. Genetics. Yeah. <laughs> and Viagra didn't exist. Not back then. Oh no! I read I read something that that's that's how why that was the because that was your prerequisite in in the eighties and the early nineties. What stamina or size? Uh, stamina. Yeah. The ability to produce on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron could so. Yeah. Well, in fairness, if you've seen Boogie Nights, that is a major part of why he. The character, which is based upon Ron Jeremy, is picked up and does so well. Yes. Is his ability to perform on demand. Yes. As as they were. How did we get onto this? Yeah. You started it. You're obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Can't be me. I'm a fine standing member of the community. <laughs> you pardon the pun. <laughs> You're a disgrace. Okay. Right, so anyway, that was my that's my plans. Yes. What about you? Uh, well similarly, um during a summer which should give me more time than ever to paint stuff, I would like to finally get a good chunk of the uh, my samurai dual purpose kind of historical slash fantastical Dragon rampant e kind of army. Get a big chunk of that done. Um, I've got a lot of the Perry Samurai and Ashigaru, which is probably some of the best historical um, samurai miniatures that are produced at the moment. And I've got a load of the more fantastical elements from Malifaux and Bushido and Kenzai um, and those kind of ranges to be able to, you know, pick up the 47 Ronin, Keanu Reeves-style film, you know, that brilliant film. Um, do that kind of stuff. 
I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that brilliant is the correct term for that movie. No, it's certainly not. Disappointing. Yeah, I think that's a, the best word for it. It, it. it wasn't horrific, but it certainly wasn't good. Um, I'm in the middle of wading through my initial three points of Crusaders, which is another project that's kind of sat there awaiting some progress. So that will start a saga, but that will scale up into mass battle. I've also kind of bought fairly significantly into the 40k buzz um, for 8th edition. So I've got the towel to do for that. Um, and in fairness, that's probably most of the bits I've got planned, really. I mean, that's three fairly major armies. Yeah. And and then there'll be some side side projects, getting the Mexicans done for Dead Man's Hand. And um, I've got all sorts of gangsters and cops to do for um, the Chicago Way um, and the post-apocalyptic stuff, well, modern through the post-apocalyptic stuff for Ascension as well. Yeah, yeah see, um, I, it's, see, thinking about it, I'll probably drop in things like that, like... You know, those sort of progress, yeah, type things. And it's nice because it gives you a break for a week. Of, do you know what? I'll, I'm going to stop painting that thing I've been painting for two weeks, and I just want to sit and paint these three figures for a completely random and different rule set. Um, so that's what I'm going to look at stuff like that. That for just even if it's just dropping a single miniature that I'll sit and paint one miniature of an evening just to do something a bit different, just to break up. So, it, like you said with the Barbarians, it's not that that drudge of, oh, God, I've got to sit and paint them all evening again. Yeah. Because then they just don't get done, because you find excuses to go and do something else, like play video games or um, masturbate. So, there variety being the, the spice of life and all that, it's... Uh, Good to have lots of things on the go. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. So, And as I say, we've got the uh, weekly hobby fledge to keep us ticking along as well, which is working out quite nicely. Yeah. No, that's working out really well. Because um, it gives some some focus and, it, you know, almost instantaneous feedback on how you're doing yeah in my case generally poorly this week you're going to be fine yeah it will be cause I'm halfway through my pledge and it's only Monday I can't remember what I said I was going to do we've already done one because it's about the oil tanky container things oh okay and the other one must have been so. Another one must have been the uh, the post-apocalyptic shacks that I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, it was indeed. Oh, that's good. But yes, I'd like to have my six points of crusaders done for when not going Neil gets back from Kuala Lumpur, which is where he is at the moment. Okay. Yeah, so what are you doing in your saga army? Um, well, I've got bundles. So at the moment, I'm starting because one of the we played the game 
we only played a four-point game um, when he popped over the other evening, and I used the normal Crusader battle board. Um, and the way it works with its virtues, some of those are based around units of knights of at least four models. Um, which sucks balls when he's got a load of Arabs shooting at you and he takes a model off because all of a sudden a lot of those um, battleboard abilities are then obviously negated. Yeah. Because um, I've taken two units of four knights and two units of eight warriors. Right. So when he comes back, we say we'll do a six-point game, um, but I'm taking... I'm sorry, I'm at the moment painting three units of knights or three points of knights, which will be split into two units of six, which should give him a little bit more resilience and uh, be able to use the impact of those abilities on the battle board. But um, I'll keep progressing them because I have quite a bit collected. Um, Not you. Yeah. Um, so that I can then, we can then expand. We'll, we sort of said we can scale up to play Lion Rampant. Yes. Um, and sort of go up to sort of 36 points there. And then I've got another set of rules called Soldiers of God. Um, written by Warwick Kinraid, who used to do the Warhammer historical stuff. Um, and they look quite a nice um, set of rules. Um, they are a specific Crusades written set and have quite a nice um, card mechanic for initiative and issuing orders, which looks like it will be jolly good fun. Um, and they're reasonably basing agnostic, although it seems that all of my... Um, Crusaders are going on to 25 by 25 or 25 by 50 slotters. Um, and those rules use a 50 by 50 as an element. Right. Any units are made up of the number of elements, then um, I should just magnetize them and then get some nice man with a laser cutter to cut me some 2 mil thick 50 mil bases. And then I can just magnetize them and, uh, and, and stick the units onto the bases. Right. Do you only know anyone who's nice? I do know, so he's very nice uh, and handsome. He sounds just like Richard Burton um, when you hear him talk. I didn't know that he sounded like Richard Burton. Apparently so. So, I, so I've heard somewhere that that's what clever people have told him. Oh, there you go. Um, what was I going to say? Something popped into my head while you were talking there, and oh, it's gone again. Ugh, I hate it when that happens. Sign of your age. It is a sign of my age. There was something you said. Um, saga. Um, scaling up. Lion rampant. Um, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun. Oh, it's gone. Your Wars of the Roses stuff? No, it wasn't anything to do with that. All right. It's gone. Oh, no, I remember now. Ha -ha! See? Think that it's gone. Then it comes back. I thought of something else that I'm going to do over the summer. What's that? I'm going to reorganize my uh, office. Oh, yes, because you've got a trip to Ikea. So you, um... I have. For many years, I have used um, some plastic cabinets that I picked up when I lived in America uh, for storing miniatures in. Uh, and they are... They're excellent. I mean, they're really good cabinets. But they are not proving up to the task. Uh, you've outgrown them. I have outgrown them. Substantially. Um, so, I am going to go down the Billy Bookcase route. Mm-hmm. And um, 
because we're in Norfolk, there isn't an Ikea re that close by, so I have to go to Thurrock um, to go to Ikea. Um, and Mrs. Marshall is very excited about the tour to go to Ikea. When we lived in Scotland, Ikea was 20 minutes away. Um, now it's not. But Mrs. Marshall is quite excited by the thought of going to Ikea and has given me mm -hmm. permission to buy said Billy bookcases. Uh, Why do I suspect that won't be the only thing that you'll be purchasing in Ikea? Because you know Mrs. Marshall. <laughs> I do. Not as well as I'd like. But... So... That's that's the thing. I'm going to reorganise the hobby. I'm going to reorganise my hobby room, and mm -hmm. I'm going to do my very very best to actually sell stuff, uh, which I have done in the past week. Yes, I have sold Malifaux stuff. Um, no, in fairness, I am also in the process of, and that's one of my other jobs for this summer time is going through and being. Ruthless. Not necessarily harsh, but realistic. Realistic, we yeah, are ruthless to a degree. Of what are the projects that are never going to get done? And I've got, you know, I've got a massive box. <laughs> I've got a great big cardboard box full of fifteen mil modern stuff that is never going to get used. Um, so I just need sorting out and eBaying. I've got a huge box full of six mil War of the Spanish Succession. When was the War of Which, the Spanish Succession? Um, very early 1700s. Battle of Blenheim. Um, oh, okay. Or Duke of Marlborough. Okay. So, um... So Pike and Shot, or...? Uh, just Pope. Just post-Pike and Shot. Um, we're in, just in at the Bayonet era. Right. So the, the Great Northern War really was the last um, big war of Pike and Shot, and we'd gone over to Bayonet drills by then. So you had a the Grand Alliance of Austrians and uh, English because it was I mean the the unification happened during the course of that war, um, so then it became British um, and the United Provinces, which became Holland, um, against the French and the Bavarians and the Spanish. So linear warfare. Um, it's Marlborough has always been my kind of my military hero. It's been a period that I've read an awful lot about. The vast majority of my historical books are around that period. But who the hell am I going to play it against? And am I really going to get around to sitting and painting two big six mil armies? No. Probably not. No. So uh, they'll have to go, I suspect. Um, and there'll be other stuff in there as well. I've got a load of the 40k stuff that is, is not Tau or Inquisition, so therefore not going to be used. Um, so I stripped a load of um, some of the metal Imperial, Imperial Guard uh, Cadian special weapons. They seem to be selling at about a five or a pop. And I'm sure I stripped through about 12 or 15 of them um, the other week when that was one of my weekly pledges. So they can all go onto eBay and there's some other bits and bobs in there as well um, and turn it into stuff that I will use. Excellent. Like, more Tower Forge World, cool stuff, probably. Almost certainly. Yeah. Oh, so, a... not dissimilar goals, in fairness. Yeah. A clean up and a tidy up, and you'll be moving at some point, so. Yeah. Um, 
as I say, she doesn't start the new job until September. So as we discussed the other the other week, the likelihood of that happening this year is rapidly evaporating, I suspect. So that might be something that we'll save until after Christmas. But having six months to rationalise down some of the stuff as well, so that when it comes to moving, that'll be a bit easier, uh, will be no bad thing either. Yeah. So, yeah, Sonny, what you were talking about, Sonny, reminded me that that's what I was going to do as well. So it's going to be a busy summer. Mm. I wonder if I'll actually get any of it done. And hopefully, hopefully a productive one. Well, hopefully. Um, but people will be able to follow on with how we're doing on foolsdaily.blog. Yeah, where well, we write things. and We come in your eyes as well as in your ears. Yeah. What we really need to do is do both at the same time. Well, that would be complicated. Well, it would be, but I've seen other people do it. So I don't see why we couldn't. No, that's true. There we go. These threads are chuntering on. Excellent. I was unsure of this chestnut brown that Neil had recommended for horses, but actually it works rather well once you get a couple of washes on it. Are you painting the horses brown? Variations of brown, yes. Because horses are different colours. They are. They're often not on a wargaming table. No, but then that's because lazy painters. Count me as one of those. I've got currently three, four different shades of brown across 12 horses. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I suppose we ought to call it a day. It's a day. And and until the next day, I've been Mike. I've been Matt. Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>